Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks in Job. God speaking to Job, God's word, the inspired word of God. I mean, it's, it's having an effect on me, Stephanie Wesco. How about you? Yep. Reading God's Word normally does, or at least it should always have an effect. <laughs> if our hearts are right, I think it should affect us. And so how are you today, Stephanie? Doing decent, Doug. How are you? Man, I'm doing decent, too. My heart is, uh, <laughs> my heart is open to God's Word. I, I was moved yesterday as we looked at Job chapter 38. I want to continue that idea. Uh, I remember Stephanie was over there in Romans 8 and 35 and 37 talking about uh, nothing can take us out of the hand of God. And as, as we wrapped it yesterday, we talked about an application or how we could have a practical application of how this could help you and me today. And somebody who's in a deep, dark pit, somebody who's in a place that is really hard right now, somebody who's in a place that uh, really hurts. And, and, and Stephanie, you've been in that place. And uh how hard is it down there in that deep, dark pit? It's a pretty dark place, um, especially, I think, when you when someone goes through something traumatic in any way, shape, or form that leaves them struggling with PTSD. Yeah. Um, you know, your brain literally is altered in ways. It is. And I, man, I was you, telling you. you I, I, yeah. 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 And so if you don't have that foundation of... The fact that you know you know the God who created the world, that you know the God who died to save you, that you know the God who rose from the dead and conquered the grave and is victorious and is seated at the right hand of God and is there interceding for us. If you don't have that foundation to cling to, you will resort to drugs, to alcohol, to other forms of seeking to relieve that pain and that confusion and that fog. And I think that's why it's so key to understand the fact that even in the midst of Job's depression and even in the midst of all of these things, God knew he could come to Job and reinforce that foundation because Job still had that foundation. God just has to remind him of who he is. You know, and we got a grace with Job here. He didn't have the Bible. He didn't have God's word. He didn't have the indwelling Holy Spirit the way we do. And Job was in a dark place. He had lost everything, literally. He had lost everything but his wife. And his wife and him both were struggling with depression, with where's God? What have we done? We know we haven't sinned. What have we done that has brought this? And then, you know, they have their narcissistic quote-unquote friends that have added to that and so as I as I think of where Job is and see where God's coming um I I just have to like I like I said the last session it leaves me when I have God's word to read I have the Holy Spirit indwelling it leaves me thanking God yeah for who he is to me because without him I couldn't get through having PTSD. I couldn't get through the flashbacks and all of those things without the God I can just cry out to and know that nothing can separate me from him, even when my feelings 
may scream the opposite, just like Job's feelings were screaming at him. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, man, I got to tell you what, that pit, that pit, I've been in the pit, not as deep as you, but I've been in that pit, and I can remember those times, and, and I can remember how hard it can be, and how, and you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, Stephanie, and you know this as well as anybody, sometimes if we're not careful, we're back in that pit again. Uh, yeah. And I mean, sometimes we can just, there's things that, you know, we talk about things like triggers. We talk about things like uh, not doing the same things again. And, and you know, I mean, how do, we, how do we escape triggers, Stephanie? I mean, what would you say to somebody who's listening there? And how do we tell them, how do you stay away from these things that trigger the bad times, that trigger the pit, that bring you back to things? How do we do that? That's a wonderful question, <laughs> and you you just had to ask me that today since I told you I was going to go take fall uh, fall arrangement over to Charles' grave. Um, and how did I answer you, that? You now, just, I think we owe it to the people <laughs> to not think that I'm a bad guy here. I mean, wh what did I say? I didn't say, no, don't go to that grave. What did I say? said, no judgment, you know, maybe not today. Maybe today's not <laughs> That's all I said. Because I'd already had multiple triggers. Yes. This week, so. Yeah. 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 Okay, so. so. Because there's sometimes, there's sometimes you can't avoid triggers. Um, yeah. And that's what, that's what stinks. You know, I couldn't avoid being near an army base where I was hearing things that were direct triggers. I couldn't help that. Um, I couldn't help the fact that I know someone who lost a spouse in the last week. There's certain things that there's certain triggers we can't do anything to help. Um, and it stinks that certain things that in our feelings, we think, oh, this will help me feel better. This will help me feel, feel less lonely. Um, just for an example, for me, you know, um, going through the stage of, well, maybe I'll feel less lonely if I get out pictures of Charles and look at them. No, it's the exact opposite effect. It makes that loneliness worse. Um, so there's just certain things you learn that, okay, this isn't a good idea. I need to, next time I think this will help, instead of going to that trigger, go to God's word, spend time in prayer, call up a friend, um, go get a big cup of coffee and just sit there and, um, you know, seek the Lord. <laughs> over a cup of coffee, go take a walk. Go, perspective. Go. Yeah, perspective yes. changing things. And, yeah, uh, and, and sometimes it may seem like that's not, you may think, oh, how's that going to help? Taking a walk to de-stress, getting outside, breathing fresh air. Yeah. It helps a, it helps a ton. And um, so there's just different things that we have to do to try to um, get our mind in a different place. I think a huge thing for me also has become listening to scripture or listening to good music. Yeah. When I'm tempted to go towards a trigger that I know is going to make a situation worse instead of going towards that trigger, um, just taking it to God and saying, Lord, I'm going to focus on who you are. I'm going to um, just remind myself that you're faithful and that you're good. Um, so that's, that those are just some advice things there that I would say have helped me along the way. And I, and I think they'll help others. And, you know, let me just throw in a cheap recommendation on music in here while we're 
covering this. May I recommend Stephanie Wesco and family Steadfast and Trial CD found on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and other retail vendors. But uh, and uh, let's. Uh, but looking at this, Stephanie, honestly, um, I I think something you said that we avoid, and uh, and that's picking up the phone and calling a friend, uh, yeah. and letting other people in on the pain. And I think that's yeah. exactly why God gives us great friends. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that's why God gave you the Hicks family. I think that's why uh, God gives us great friends. So we can call up people and say, man, this is a bad day. So we can call up and, you know, maybe get someone to have a cup of coffee with. You know, as I'm speaking to you, I get to go out with my buddy, Mike Herbster, his daughter, Michaela, and uh, Debbie, and uh, we get to go, and Debbie and I are thrilled about this. We get to go to Olive Garden. Now, I'm eating a lean and green. And you I'm know? a little jealous, you yeah, know, I'll yeah. just be honest. Well, next time you see, next time we all see each other, we'll go to an Olive Garden and have a lean and green together. But That's, amen. So if you folks don't know, Stephanie and I are on this total health journey right now. It's not really a weight loss journey, even though that's what's happening. Um, we went on this health journey with health coaches and and things of that nature, and we've been trying to get healthy, and it's resulted in uh, losing just uh, weight and feeling better. So that's why you'll hear us talk about lean and green. But I want to go back to Job's word. I want to go back to chapter 38 and some of the things. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about this last podcast, and I wanted to, you, you know, God's questions cover this huge range of marvels that only a God can do. You know, I, I mean, you're talking about everything here from dividing the weather, the, th you know, the lightning and the thunder, uh, all these things. And, and, and what do you think, uh, you know, what do you think's crossing Job's mind as he's being dressed down by God here? What do you, what do you think's coming to Job's mind? I think there's probably some shame um, that he questioned God, that he was viewing God as, um, someone who hated him, I think. Job, I think, had reached that point several times of feeling like God was just an ogre who was smashing him into the ground. Yeah. And I think there's a point where Job's, I mean, he's going to say later, you know, I spoke of things that were too wonderful for me. And so Whoa. I think um, Wow. he says, I, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And that, that coming to that point of where Job has to change his thinking he does. And realize yep. that God is God and God is good no matter what. And that's a hard, that's a hard place to come to. That's a surrender, um, especially if you've been through the loss of a, of a loved one, of coming to that place of, God, you're still good. And um, yeah, that's, that's something you can only do through God's grace and with his help of being able to come to that point because that, that screams against everything in our human flesh. It does. And against everything that seems humanly right. And we and perceive. So to come to that point, you yes. know, Our perceptions, our perceptions of what God should be like. Again, it goes back to our perceptions or, or yeah. our desires, our needs, our wants, and our desires, you know. It goes yeah. back to that, I think. Well, and coming to that realization that, you know, we go through those things because we live in a sin-cursed world. And that that's not something God ever intended. Does he allow it? Yes. But God did not ever intend for us to go through the death of a loved one. He never planned 
you know, Good he point. planned a perfect world. He created a perfect world. And we messed Man it up. Man is who brought sin into the world. Yeah. And, um, and we messed so all I think that up. Coming to, yeah. Right. Right. And I think Job's at that, coming to that point and, you know, realizing that I think we have so much more knowledge than Job did, but realizing that we are in the midst of, you know, when I think of Charles' death and realize how much spiritual warfare on multiple levels was involved when Charles was killed. I think that's a huge thing to come to terms with is realizing that we are in a spiritual warfare and to come to that point of realizing that us surrendering and submitting ourselves to God being good and, and coming to that resolution in our hearts and minds in the midst of trials, that no, we're going to stay faithful that we're going to trust God and that we're going to give him glory in the midst of our trials. That's huge because that's the only way God receives glory in the midst of one of our trials is by us making that choice to say, no, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to glorify you because you're still my God. Even when I don't understand, you're still God and you're still my God. And Job is coming to, is having to come to terms with that through these through these chapters of listening to God that God is still God and he's going to humble himself before him and bow the knee and be willing to glorify him even in the midst of his pain and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, Job lost 10 loved ones. Job lost all his kids, you know, not even, not even getting to the, the sheer money, the, the, the wealth, the, the farm, the ranch, the, the rent, the servants. I mean, not, you know, not the collateral, the, the cattle being robbed, you know, he's, the, he's there outward, right. you know, he's wearing the clothes, the sackcloth, the ashes, I mean, oh, the robe, he's got an outward appearance of his repentance. But in the midst of that, he, he got too big for his britches. In the midst of that, yeah. and, and that's what's going on here. And I, you know, I, I think sometimes, Stephanie, you know, some of the words you said make a lot of sense to people who are listening to this today. Some of you who've lost those uh, people in your immediate family, those people who you love and cherish and honor. And, and uh, I, I think, you know, I think Job is, is like you said in the beginning, you went back and you used the word Job's feeling shame right now. And I think this is just me. And I know you're with me on this. I think no matter when we get to heaven or whenever we stand in God, uh, stand in front of God, there's going to be shame in our hearts. Uh, I believe there's going to be shame there. And I know he wipes away our tears. I know all that. But, you know, we all fall so so short of God. And, and, you know, the Bible teaches there are none righteous, no, not one, that we all fall short of the glory of God. And I wonder, I wonder just how bad of a guy Job is. Do you ever think about that? Uh, I mean, have you, has that hit you as we've studied through this? I mean, Job's not that bad of a guy here. I mean, Job, God called him just and perfect and upright. I don't think Job was a bad guy. And I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what makes this so telling. I think that, I think what makes this so telling is because of just this, because of the fact that Job was upright, man. Job, Job was chosen by God. And so I think, I think there's a lesson here and I'm trying to get to it. I know I always say to you with the last few minutes with no warning, what's the practical lesson for this? But I want to come a little bit early here because I think the practical lesson is this. If Job was always upright and always good and always that, what does that make me? You know, 
how would I do with a trial like this? And, you know, and how, and, and so I don't want, I don't want people listening to this thinking that we're more righteous or that we think we're righteous or that we think in any way we're better than Job. Um, I don't even think I'm as good as Job. I, I'm thankful I've got a savior. I'm thankful I got the Holy Spirit in my heart. Uh, but, you know, as I look at this Bible and as I go, you know, there's a, there's, there's something divine going on here in chapter 38. And it's bigger than, you know, anything that I can think of. Canst thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, how are, how we are? Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts? Or who hath given understanding to the heart? I mean, this is huge. And so the one thing I don't want to do here, Stephanie, I don't want to make somebody who's listening to us, who's, who whatever reason they're hurting, they're going through hard times, they're helping people who are hurting. I don't want to come off, and I know you don't. Uh, you're always correcting me with your humility. Uh, uh, but I mean, what do we... Not intentionally. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't like correcting you. But no, I, that's what I mean. I mean, you're always going out of your way to say, Doug, I'm not all that. I mean, we, we've heard that on the podcast. It's, we're 173 in or something like that. And I've heard that, let's say, 600 times. But anyway, during these podcasts, <laughs> when they couch in their dens and abide in the, in the covert to lie in wait, who provideth? And this is, this is the big thing. I think this is, we got go, to bounce off of this a little bit. Who provideth for the raven his food when his young ones cry unto God? They wander for lack of meat. And, you know, I'm just kind of reading this and, I, and I'm thinking about this. And, and uh, I mean, who provideth? And it just goes back to God. So th this is one of these questions that Wayne Keese is going to get mad at me about. But how do, we, how do we just give everything? How do we, I mean, I'm not talking about you're at church, you're, your pastor preaches an awesome message. You go to the altar, and that's great, and you need to do that. And I've done that. That's where I got saved. That's where I surrendered to the ministry. But I'm talking about a daily basis. What's the guide? What does somebody do when they wake up in the morning and they're going through what you went through, Stephanie? What is, and and how do they, how do they connect? How do they plug into God right away? How do they, how do they get right with Him right away? How does someone do that? I think there's the element there of God says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Yeah. If we confess our sins, First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Drawing close to God is not something that takes years and years and years and years. Walking with God is a day-by-day -day process, but drawing nigh to God can happen immediately. And seeking Him can happen immediately. It's a change of heart. It's a change of mind. The same way you change your mind between, um, what am I wearing today? Am I wearing, you know, a sweatshirt? Or am I wearing just a three-quarter three sleeve length shirt? You know, it's that simple. Of It's a change of my mind of, I'm going to stop. You know, when we're in the midst of trials, we either have to make that choice of we're going to stay focusing on all of the negative stuff that's going to make us angry and bitter. Or are we going to put our focus on God and who he has for us? Does that 
what he has for us to do. Does it mean the pain all goes away? No. But we can start drawing nigh to God and making that choice. And you have to make that choice because it will determine whether your PTSD controls you or you, by God's grace, control your PTSD. So really, and it I, becomes something that God uses to draw you closer to Him. So the prescription is really plugging into God's Word, plugging, you know, praying to God, connecting with God in the morning. You, you know, I had a Bible seminary professor. I know I mention this name all the time, but he had a very profound effect on me, as did the others. But this one in particular, because I had so many classes with him, but uh, Dr. Walt Yoho. And Dr. Yoho said the Bible begins with the words, in the beginning, God. And, uh, and this is what he said. He's a very wise man. I mean, he's memorized the whole Bible, except for a couple chapters and numbers. And he always says, but those are, those are, that's a book you can count on. But he always says this. He always says, if you're going to make a difference on any given day, if your day is going to be all right, in the beginning needs to come God. And he used to tell people, he used to tell, I, you know, I was in class with uh, gentlemen, a couple ladies, you know, especially during the consulate classes. And, uh, you know, and he would, and some of the ladies would say, well, when I wake up, I mean, I'm just running. Some of the men would say, man, I'm running out the door. I, you know, they were in the Navy, they were Naval officers or whatever the case may be. And man, I'm trying to get to my command. And uh, Dr. Yoho says, you need to set your clock and try to get to God. And I never forgot that, in the beginning, God. And I think that's where you were going with that is, in the beginning, yeah. God is, you know, somehow we got to plug into God. Somehow, first thing in the day, we got to realize that he created the fountain. Who is it that did that? You know, we heard that word over and over again, you know, who, who did this? Uh, and, uh, you know, who, who's the one who, you know, put the earth together? Were you there at the beginning of the foundations was... Thou there, when I laid the foundation of the earth, who hath laid the measures thereof? If thou knowest, you know, tell me that. Who did all this? Well, folks, if we know the answer to that question, and I believe we do. I think Stephanie hit on it like three or four times during this podcast. God, the omnipotent one, the omniscient one, the uh, omnipresent one. He's the one who did it. He's the one that can pull us out of the pit. He's the one that has us refocus in our days. He's the one that takes our triggers away from us because we make a conscious decision as the Apostle Paul did every day to die daily of the things of this world before we roll out of that comfortable Simmons Postopedic or uh, whatever kind of bed you have. I have one of those that blows air up and I can't even remember the name of it, but they're everywhere. Uh, let me just say this. Sleep number. Praise God. My sleep number is 38, man. Uh, shout out if you're a 38. But anyway, this is what I'm saying here. This is the answer, Stephanie, that we've been searching for yeah. through the entire book of Job. In the beginning, God, die daily, yeah. give those things up, go to God, wake up a little bit early, uh, throw that cup of coffee on, grab that fueling or whatever it is you have first hey, thing in the man, morning. Your shake. Yeah, shake that, that, shake up. Shake. Oh, man, yeah. Put that caramel macchiato in there with a cup of fresh coffee and shake that puppy up with some ice and man, it'll change your life. I mean, all of a sudden your eyes get real open and I mean, you're ready to serve God. You're ready to go out in the street and beat up evil people. But listen, man, folks, we, we took a lot of your time today. We sure do love you. And from all seriousness, I think the answer is in the beginning, God. I think the practical application, not to take Stephanie's job, but we're a little bit late because I am sometimes, but a little bit long. Uh, but I think the answer is, Stephanie said, draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. Get close to God. Wake up in the morning, get close to God. 
Uh, read your Bible. Do your Bible. Make time for it, man. And if, if, if you're waking up and you just have enough time to run to work, you're not waking up early enough. Hey, listen, we love you folks. You know what's really important to Stephanie and I? What's the most important thing to you and I, Stephanie? Well, that every person that is listening to us knows for sure that they know the Lord Jesus Christ. Thousand miles Savior. apart. We can't see each other. We're on the phone and we still got this answer down. We want you folks to know Jesus Christ as yeah. your Lord and Savior. And Stephanie just said it. She prayed for that. We prayed for that just a few minutes ago. Uh, we want yeah. you to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. So pay real close attention to this message we have for you. We love you, folks. It's such an honor to be able to come out and share this podcast with you. Draw nigh to God, friends. He'll draw nigh unto you. Uh, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. We love you. Listen to this message real closely. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at Wounded Spirits dot com.